self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and we are Conversation Con Artists back for another full, wonderful, and fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point where I am utterly inactive. And you can find me on TikTok at Carl under, no, 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 I changed my name, at Eddie B. Talking. T-A-L-K-I-N-G. Eddie B. Talking uh, on TikTok. And I can be found at red underscore calamity only on Instagram because I really just don't do social media apparently. Um, but let's I do be just on embrace it. I, well, let's I, embrace it. We don't fuck with Instagram. We don't fuck with TikTok. Tick, not TikTok. Uh, Twitter, especially. I don't know. I fuck with Twitter. No, I uh, be ain't no on telling Instagram. what Elon Musk finna do to Twitter. I'm just a lurker. I, I be on Instagram. I just lurk. I don't really post anything. I don't be on Twitter. I'm on TikTok in as much as I'm watching videos, but like I don't interact with them at all. I just watch. Again, a I lurker. post videos. If you want to come learn about your own trauma and feel sad about your childhood, then come on. I got you. I put you in your feels. <laughs> my friends said they be seeing my TikToks pop up and they just scroll because they know it's going to be some damn heavy shit. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need to be, I need to add some silliness to that shit or something. Because <laughs> I don't want my friends to scroll by my shit like that. But I will scroll by my shit too. <laughs> But people need to know this shit, man. Like we got, we need to change as a culture. We need to talk about our traumas and how to overcome that shit. But. Yeah, people need to know it, and so the people that need to know it will watch it. But your friends. <laughs> but see, my friend, it ain't like I send them to them. It pop up. Like I got yeah. enough followers for me to just show up every now and then for for folks. <laughs> yeah. So people be like, bro, when I see your videos, I be like, damn, you been seeing my videos? Make me feel good, but also bad. <laughs> okay. Well, we're so. still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a comment, a Reddit, whatever that you want to send in, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. And I believe we have a couple this week. We do. We do. We have another one from Angel, which cool. Angel, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into it. Hey, con artists. I'm not sure if this letter will reach you in time. It's about 930 a.m. your time, so we'll see. I'm sure by now you can tell I'm a procrastinator. I want to start off by letting Red know that I will not be taking Mr. On Point's advice and trying to make you uncomfortable. Thank with you. that being said, I can't guarantee you won't be uncomfortable with some topics, but it won't be my intent. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> middle ground. Middle ground. That's, that's, that's respect and love. <laughs> my girlfriends and I did a virtual check-in every month during quarantine, and some interesting topics were brought up, one of them being shame. We talked about how sex was never really discussed with our parents. We were simply told not to have it. We grew up feeling a lot of shame when we had the desire to have sex. It was something we had to hide like a dirty secret. Fast forward to adulthood. How do you go from feeling ashamed to becoming the freak in the sheets that men say they want? Like I said before, I started listening to some sex podcasts. Hard or Soft Podcast is one of them. It's a podcast where two men discuss sex and how to please your partner. Y'all should check it out. I'll send a DM. Anyway, I found Sexual Essentials through them. The owner is Samaya. She teaches a variety of classes. I joined her Patreon and took two of her master classes, Dick Writing 101 and Mouth Master Class. She has (laughs) classes for men and women on her Patreon. She doesn't claim to know it all. She does a great deal of research, and she also has guests to teach what she doesn't know. She's a lot of fun, and I learned so much about myself by watching her videos. 
I knew what I was doing before, but she's giving me some tips and tricks to add to that knowledge. What I really got out of the class was the courage to let go of the shame I've been carrying around for all of these years. So what do y'all think? There are so many women who are embarrassed to speak with their partners about sex. Some who are afraid to ask for all the nasty shit they want. Women who have overcome shame to get to a point of sexual freedom. Mr. On Point, is the penis extender only for the woman's pleasure? Is there something inside that allows you to get pleasure as well? Until next time, Angel. I like this letter. <laughs> I like this letter. <laughs> it's a lot of things in there. Um, you know, yes. And I mean, it's, it's our parents grew up the same way. I think that sex is becoming, you know, a lot more where people really don't give a fuck unless, you know, it's the outlier or what people feel like are the outliers and then they get upset about that. But like, it's a lot more open sexuality. Everybody's like open about hearing about it. Um, we didn't get that when we were growing up. Our parents didn't get that. Their parents that, you know, it's always kind of been. So we're coming kind of out of like this dark time of closeted sexuality where nobody really talks about it. What I'll say is this, um, because I, <laughs> I unfollowed this. This uh, just stay with me. <laughs> I unfollowed Chloe Bailey on Instagram recently. Okay, I'm tired of seeing her ass. I just, I am. I'm tired. I she got a new music video. I saw a little clip of it. Didn't even watch this shit because again, I'm really, really tired <laughs> of seeing it. In the same way that I was tired of seeing Lizzo. Because people were out here like, you know, folks that were like, Lizzo needs to stop this shit with body shaping her. But I don't want to fucking see it, period. I don't give a fuck who it is. It's too much. Chloe, it's just too much. So what I will say about, like, overcoming shame, I think sometimes people go from zero to 100. So you go from feeling that closeted shame to feeling like you have to just be out in everybody's face with it. And I think there's a middle ground. I don't think that it has to be zero to 100. Like, I don't, I don't. I think I've talked about this on the um, podcast before. I don't talk about sex because it, not because it makes me uncomfortable. I just don't feel like, for what? The people that need to know, no. Like, I have conversations with the people that I have sex with. And I'm able to let them know, you know, what I like, what I don't like, whatever. But, like, I don't feel the need to have, like, outward conversations. And it isn't a shame thing. I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I just, it just, why? How do you learn new techniques, though? What do you mean? I, I learn new stuff. From my partners, if they want something new, they show me what they want. Like, But just going out, just doing but shit, it's stuff, I don't But it's stuff care. that both of y'all don't know about that exists that y'all could be like, hey, let's try this. But if it if there's if it ain't broke, <laughs> like I don't feel a need to do all of that. Like now, if things got boring or it wasn't good anymore, or like then maybe. But like I'm just not out here just exploring, always looking for the next high or the ne the next sexual high or whatever. Like I'm if I'm if I'm contending and I'm contending it, I don't see a point for me. I don't feel a necessity to do that. So, like, anytime it's been new stuff, it's because maybe somebody was interested in something that I was like, oh, okay, that's new. <laughs> but, like, as far as me just going researching shit, I don't really, I don't care. Like, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Hey. But um, you just kind of have to determine where your own level of. It's kind of the same thing when you grow up in like a dysfunctional family. At some point, you have to determine what your new normal is going to look like and not allow those things to become what you 
what you continue doing just because it's what's been done always. You have to create your, yourself a new normal by purposefully stepping outside of that. I think that's the same thing with, with your sexuality, being more open and talking about it. But like, again, I don't, I don't think that you have to, like I said, go from zero to 100. You can if you want to. That's no shame to people that do that. But I feel like sometimes people think that sexual freedom is blasting it from the rooftops all the time. And I don't think that that's necessarily what that is. It's just being able to do what you want to do without fear or concern about what people are going to think. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to prove it to you by doing all these things all the time and you can suck it. (laughs) So before talking about like my upbringing, what do you think is worse when it comes to a conversation about sex? Being shamed about sex into, you know, the hangups that come with that or never, it ever, never, ever bringing brought up at all. Mm-hmm. Which one's more hurtful, harmful? Answer how I, you choose. I would say that the shame is hard because like it never being brought up just means that you're going to have to make, you know, figure it out on your own. But if it if you haven't been shamed, you might be more open to figuring it out on your own. Shame keeps people from exploring and it makes them feel bad it's why like that catholic guilt you know how catholics are about masturbation and all of this shit and how you know those kids that grow up like that grow up so repressed and shit i feel like shame being used is worse than it not being talked about at all i would say I, i think i think shame unintentionally though keeps a person from making those early mistakes of like getting somebody pregnant early because you you don't I don't think so. I think no, 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 more sneaky. Like you're just no, no, not no. Gonna... I, in the sense that cuz most people who are shamed and are not having sex, most of y'all was taught don't bring no baby home. And so like what? the shame came with the idea that pregnancy is a problem. But that's not sh- shame for me is like you know, you go no, what I'm saying oh, is, yes, the like, message was a shame, shaming message about sex, but the ultimate thing that your parents didn't want you to do because of that is is get pregnant as women and as men not bring the baby home. It's like oh, the same message. All my mom said to me was, don't bring no babies home. It wasn't don't have sex. It was don't bring. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't bring no baby home to me isn't shameful. It's not it that, that if you get pregnant, that's shameful. So that, your your mom never had a negative message about sex. No. So so she never talked to you about sex. You didn't learn about sex. No. All I got was don't bring no babies to this house. <laughs> well, I think what happened with when when you don't have, know nothing about it, you end up learning about sex from other people, you know, and like your early experiences yeah. don't be informed enough or you don't have this 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 built in like deterrent regardless of how problematic it was that you got that deterrent especially when it comes to like don't be having sex bro don't be bringing no babies home like you don't have that that idea that thought you really don't know how that shit work uh, i mean i think what helped me i mean not helped me and this sound awful but like i guess i mean it did help me um i had classmates that got pregnant and like, was you in junior high? I think we were in junior high. So like, she got seeing her get pregnant and how that was treated <laughs> was like, oh shit, don't want to do that. That's awful. That's terrible. Um, how did I? I mean, but also I always... another way, another way that boys be shamed is uh, sexually 
is that like the worst thing that people could say that you did when you was in high school was masturbate. They'd be like, Eddie, you beat your meat. Yes. Yes, that would be embarrassing. People be like, you beat your meat. No, I don't. No, I don't. You beat your meat. You know, as soon as I go home at 10 o'clock, kid, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm mad that you had a time schedule, but okay. I didn't. I didn't. It's just when I finna go to sleep. I turned the Adam and Eve channel, which we didn't have, but you turned to channel 99, and you can see the little fuzzy lines, but every now and then, some cheeks will pop up on the screen every now and then, a, a booby will pop up on the screen, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was looking for. And yeah, until I got older and then realized that my friend's parents had porn stashes, and then we end up, you know, my first early binge of videotape porn was, like, from the 70s. <laughs> I hate to rehash this. And I feel like it's going to be such a mistake, but it it goes along with this conversation. I've said it before on the show now, but anybody new listening that hasn't gone back over 200 and something episodes might have missed it. My mom lost credibility for me with all the sex talk and all of that when she started uh, selling uh, bootleg copy. Uh, no, what is it? Um, will you make the movies? Like, it's bootleg? Will yeah. you make the movies yourself? Bootleg mm-hmm. porn. Bootleg porn. And one of which was... You didn't tell that part of the story last time. What? You acted like it was just a regular box of movies. You you didn't say that your mama was in the selling porn industry. She wasn't... Okay, first, hold on. <laughs> she wasn't just selling... She was selling bootleg movies. The oh. porn was a part of that, but it wasn't just porn movies. Which oh. is how I came across it. She had all these movies all the time. I don't know where she was getting them from or who she, you know, what her, her, who her connect was, but she had like boxes of the. I'm talking about they had like printed off, done the little sad printing off of the um the covers of the movies, like copied versions of it and put it in little things and all that. So I found them because they were in the midst of regular movies. So she wasn't just bootlegging porn; it was a part of the things. And I don't know if <laughs> she realized that those movies were in there i feel like if she knew she would have like hid those <laughs> but there were bestiality porn movies in there so at that point i was just like oh okay <laughs> she can't say shit to me <laughs> she out here doing this fuckery like no <laughs> i don't want to hear nothing fucking terrible you know how traumatizing it is to see that it's awful i like and I no kink shaming, but like people that are into that are some different kind of folks because it is disturbing <laughs> to see. Oh, it's so bad. They it, probably developed when they was a child and they were touching themselves and you know how animals do. They just stand in the corner and stare at you. And they probably just paired that experience with the animal and was like, why why do I feel this way about a dog needing to be in the room when I'm having sex and sexy times with myself? These were not dogs. This was a horse. Have you seen a horse? Have you seen a horse penis? Yeah, I've seen a horse. I have seen a horse bestiality. I've seen a video. Ugh. <clears throat> oh, God. It's so bad. No, I'm, I'm traumatized myself all over again. You did it um, to yourself, please. Christ. But, yeah, so, I mean, my mom, my mom... There were so many instances of me growing up where my mom 
was a hypocrite about shit where she would be, you know, talking against something and then I'd be like, but you, you know, so I don't, I don't think that it was ever like a shameful thing. My mom had my brother, my oldest brother, when she was a senior in high school, her main thing for me was just don't bring no baby home. Like she didn't want me to have a kid in high school. That really was it. That was the the extent of our sex talk was don't bring no babies home. <laughs> do not get pregnant. Don't do that. That was it. Uh, it wasn't, you know, don't have sex. You don't need to be. It wasn't any of that. Hell, she was letting me read romance novels, which are just written porn uh, when I was in high school. So, I mean, it wasn't. I don't think I grew up with a shame based view of sex. It just we just didn't talk about it. Gotcha. It just didn't happen. Um, and so because maybe that's part of what it is, because I wasn't used to talking. Like I said, I went to college, you know. And men, if y'all don't know, women talk shit about y'all <laughs> after they have sex. Like we have sit downs and round tables and like that happens. And uh, <laughs> But, like, I would always just kind of be, again, a lurker. I would be lurking in the conversations, never contributing to my own. Because it wasn't something, I mean, I I just didn't grow up talking about sex with nobody. Even my friends, I would listen, but I never really had input. So, that just carried over for me into adulthood. Okay. So, the next part of the question says, when you go into adulthood, um, how do you go from feeling ashamed to becoming the freak of the sheets that men say they want? Um, I think first off, you have to become comfortable with your own self because a lot of uh, a lot of the shaming tactics that are used in not just in families and in society, but it make you don't even want to look at your own body parts. You don't want you to acknowledge and know what those parts are and what they do and how you obtain pleasure from them. So like we got to get used to our sexual organs like you know sexual looking at being able to be naked i know this don't sound like a lot but like just being able to be naked and being comfortable with your body like a lot of that stuff society shames us from that like women can't even wear a certain type of stuff without being looked at crazy all of that is a part of that system um if it was like traumatizing how you um gain that shame then you definitely want to go to therapy to try to reverse that but like at the end of the day, have a conversation with your partner about what they like. Now, the question then becomes, what if you have a partner that is very, very green? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how do you get that knowledge? Um, if the person don't have it, which was the question I was asking you, Red. What? Like, if the person don't have the knowledge, like it's a whole bunch of stuff, like the freak in the sheets. But so what I wanted to, I was going to make a comment about the frequency. You need to reach your own level of comfortability and not be trying to become whatever men's view of this sexualized being is. Like, you need to know what your own level of comfort is. Because, like, when you want to, when your goal is to be this freaking the sheep that the I feel like people will overextend the things that they're willing to, that, that they want to do so that they can be pleasing to this ideal. Like you need to know what your own level of comfort is and don't let nobody talk you into going beyond that just for the sake of being a freak in the sheets. Like, mm-mm. Um, yeah, cause everybody but, got their own, everybody has their own desires. You know what I'm saying? Like I know some men who women like look at a generalized understanding of freaking the sheets because they like listen to rap songs and 
hear all kind of stuff, and it, it it can be a turnoff for some men. It can be a turnoff for some men who, you know, those men may be have been shamed in their life too. You know, so the idea that a freak in the sheet is a universal application to all men just makes it more important for you to have a conversation with your man and and ask him what do you what is what is a freak in the sheet to you? Like what is what's freaky to you? You know? Because my definition of freaky, like somebody asked women seemingly several times I've been asked if I think they freaky. And Freaky for me has traditionally been, you know, if you just like sex. Because, you know, in society, men are the ones who like sex. Women are the ones who tolerate it. You know, but I come to learn that, you know, there's a lot of women who like sex as much or more than men like sex. You know, so. So. Damn, I lost my fucking point. But, um. Some women like sex more than men, which is different than what society has traditionally told us, you know. So uh, ultimately, sometimes just communicating uh, like a man finding out that um, and what your definition is, it might it might be off putting to a man um, in that way. I don't know what I was going to say for real, but um, as far as somebody that's green, I feel like. <sighs> You know, I feel like every partner that you decide to engage in sexual intercourse with, you know, if 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 you're with somebody that's green and don't know much, then you help them figure it out. Because so I had a this is so funny because I just had this conversation with a couple where the guy was like, you know, she don't know what to do. And when I tried to get her to watch porn she it make her all uncomfortable and she don't want to watch the point and i was like okay but why would why can't you just show her what you like like while y'all are engaging with each other like help her out that way well i i ain't never did that to a man i don't know how to do it you know what you like though what? exactly stupid you know how you like how fast how slow how wet how whatever you can help her Please, you specifically. Porn is just going to give you a basic general idea of what to do, but it is not going to say specifically what you like. And so if she doesn't want to watch porn, why would you not be able to just show her directly what you like? Just do it that way while y'all are engaging with each other. If she's if she's open to learning it or receiving feedback or whatever, then do it that way. Don't Because forcing her to watch porn, one, She's going to be resentful about that over time for sitting there doing it if she agrees to do it. And two, like I said, porn gives you a general idea, but like sometimes, and it, depending on what the porn is, shit might be unrealistic, exaggerated. It is not going to translate into what you specifically want from this woman. So what you need to do <laughs> is take a teaching role and show her what you like. That's what you do with somebody that's green. I don't know that they have to go out here and research <laughs> a bunch of shit. I mean, I'm sure that could be helpful and I'm not above it, but like even that can be intimidated for somebody that's really green. I think the best way to start would be you helping them and them becoming more comfortable with it. And then maybe they'll want to go and research and, and be more comfortable with it. But like just saying, here, go watch this porn. Do what, <laughs> do what she's doing. Like, why would you do that? And what is you never having... Let's say it head. Let's say it was head. I don't know what the sexual act was. They never really said, but you don't have to have sucked a dick to know how you like yours sucked. Okay? Like, 
That doesn't even make any sense. What are you talking about? Like, you can't help her because you've never sucked a dick? Do you know how crazy you sound? <laughs> We're not talking about just dicks in general. We're talking about your dick. Tell her about yeah. what you want for yours. <laughs> Go find some meats. Go find some meats to get on if you want to, you know, get a first-hand account. You know, if you want to be able to <laughs> give a lesson. Like, that's stupid. Like, listen, you as a, okay, I'm going to give you a range of things to consider when you are having oral sex with a, a man, women, okay? It's based on what I like. So, how sloppy do you want it to be, right? Do you like it clean or not? There's a dude, oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> he got a song, and the, the line is, my girl give head so good, I got to wipe my ass when she finished. Alluding to the fact that so much sloppiness has gone into that. And some people are into that, and some people are not. Right? Oh, That's one thing to consider. Some people like that shit dry. You know? Um, that's one thing to consider. One thing, how what do you focus on more? Do you focus more on the shaft? Um on the, the scrotum area? You know, what about the area around that? Like the, the like kissing the legs, sensual stuff like that. Um, do you go down further for a little rusty trombone action? <laughs> you know. Listen, I'm just telling you what people be thinking about. Leon told us this in the Leon told us this when we interviewed him. He said every man should have a rim job at some point in their life. Can't. I am inclined to agree. Also, like, um, what else do you do while you while you engage in him? Like, do do he like his like nipples pinch? Do he like other parts of himself being engaged with while you're doing it? Other sensation. Like, Is these that, are questions to like he could. Like that, the, your client could be like, you know, I like it dry. I like for it to be sensual. Like, do you like it to be sensual or do you like it to be beast-like? You know what I'm saying? Do you like somebody like, you know, kiss the tip like, or do you like, be like, blah, 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 like that, that okay. shit they be doing? You know, y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Don't be goddamn <laughs> acting like y'all don't know what the hell and y'all ain't seen it. Uh, Angel, I know you seen it on that damn video of that lady that you paid. <laughs> <laughs> she probably went full goblin on that shit, you know? So it's questions to be asked and ways to determine if your partner like things, right? But if if for for the partner that is having or wanting to, you know, things to be different, because this this girl ain't gonna ask them questions. She's not gonna know to ask those questions. They don't say somebody that's green, they're not gonna know what to ask because they don't really have a full concept of it. So it is the job of the other person. This is what I like because you should know. You shouldn't have to have a questionnaire ass thing for somebody to ask you for you to tell them. Tell her what you like. Help her learn how to because really, again, you want her to do it to the specifications that of you. Again, porn to help you, you know, generally, but that isn't gonna translate because what it depending on the porn she watched, she might go around your ass and you don't like that, but you just told her to watch porn, so she did what she saw on the fucking porn. Now you got your ass ate. Look, if you, you men, if you got your women watching porn for the sake of engaging with you better, you better screen that shit. <laughs> <laughs> screen it. Screen it. Watch it from beginning to end. Do not miss a piece of that flick because it will be something in that flick that you didn't expect was in there. You'd be like, no, no, not that part. Not that part. No, you better screen that shit. It way, it way too many surprises that pop into porn. And I ain't even going to get specific about what kind of surprises done popped up in what I've been watching. But like, I'd be like, delete. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it doesn't, it doesn't make sense 
like I said, for me, the best teacher, and, and if you really want it to be, you know, specific to you, have that conversation and be able to take the criticism or the constructive criticism because, and I feel like women would probably handle that a lot better than if a woman was like, hey, you know, I need you to do some things differently because I haven't been completely satisfied. Men's so much of their pride is tied into their ability to perform sexually that I feel like a lot of them, <laughs> oh, you don't like what I'm doing? <laughs> like, I feel like they get upset about it. They wouldn't take the constructive criticism. When but if you're with somebody, got... you should be able, like, I want to know what you want so I can do that thing and not be doing shit that don't matter. <laughs> but see, I be asking questions because a lot of women, I think, are used to just letting men do whatever they're going to do with their bodies. Clearly, until you go too far, then they'll stop you. But I think they just let men do whatever men gonna do. And so I'll ask, like, before we really get into a sexual relationship, I'll be like, so, so I had this like inventory where you ask the people what their kinks are, basically. And it's a whole worksheet where it goes down kinks. If anybody wants this worksheet, send an email and I will reply back with this worksheet in it. But it basically asks the things that you like. It's a large kink scale, but it's also a, a normative scale. It's like has green, yellow, red, white from I really like this and want this to maybe to absolutely not. And and that's something that like I've I've started like sending to people um, if it was a possibility that I engage with them sexually. And it'll be like it'll give a good hint, you know, to where it was like and then afterwards like, you know, do you like any anal kind of stimulation? Do you like nipple play? What about heat? you know wax play and stuff like that you know i mean I, and i'm getting into the kink dialogue but but realistically like i like to know what my partner likes i don't like if somebody i just don't like the idea of a woman having sex with me because i want to have sex like i really would like i want the mutual exchange you know i want to know that that's there you know uh, that's not to say that it can't become a mutual exchange because i want it and then they eventually get into it you know what i'm saying but i think these are conversations worth having with your partner in order to determine what that thing is for them and what makes freak freak for them you know otherwise you know you just really shooting in the dark with what your partner like and a lot of the times you're going to be doing stuff for your partner based on what the last person like and that person just they might not like it like that you know, like, like even asking, like I've engaged with some women who, you know, I've used my fingers on them for a point of time. And then at a certain point, I learned that they don't like that. And I'm like, why you never tell me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why, why you never, like, I can stop that. Like, I don't have to keep doing that. Like, that's, in my head, I'm doing that for you. Like, in my head, I'm trying to, you know, get you to where men get really, really fast, you know. But um, I think that's an important part of uh, communicating with your partner. And trying to figure that out um at, at, at the end of the day figuring out what a freak is to that person and not to everybody you know find out what your person is desiring and what they looking for um man we spent a lot of time with that you know i like it little <laughs> i like it little <laughs> um she said uh so what do y'all think? There's so many women who are embarrassed to be their partners about sex. Some who are afraid to ask for all the nasty shit they want. Women who have overcome to get this point of sexual freedom. I believe that, uh, I mean, I believe that you should tell your partner what you want at the end of the day. And I think it's good to be like finding other places to see like how women engage with their partners. I think because really we only know what the people that we've had sex with like. And it's so many other ways out there to engage. 
Um, another part, the penis extender. Uh, there are penis extenders with vibrating functions on the inside that work for men in terms of vibrating, you know, the uh, glands, isn't it glands deference? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but that's, that's, that's the top end of the top underside of the penis where it's the most sensitive part, um, which um, would be, yeah, uh, which would be um, probably the uh, uh, cl cl clitoris equivalent, just where all the nerve endings are, except, you know, it's covered up by skin, where the um, clitoris is not covered up by skin. It's hidden by some skin and some other mechanisms, but it ain't hidden. Um, but a lot of those penis extenders is 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 not. It's for the woman's pleasure. Um, it's really it just attached to the penis pretty securely, and I guess it's to give a uh, give a woman some um, uh, size queen energy if that's what she wants. You know, um, I have read in some reddits that some women have like not wanted their man's regular penis after using them things before because it's just you know so such an amazing experience um so i mean i don't know guess you have to try that out yourself if you want to do it but you know i have i have one myself that uh i've used a couple of times um but you know won't put red through any more of this uh <laughs> this listener letter. <laughs> I guess let's move on. <laughs> Angel, thank you. If you want uh if you want that uh if anybody who is listening wants that uh that inventory that I use, sexual interest inventory, then let me know. It is it's it's deep. It's really mostly for kink, but it does cover regular stuff enough for you to have a, a decent conversation with your partner about it. Um but yeah, thanks for that letter, Angel. The uh, Colin is next. Appreciate you, my boy. Um, hopefully, Angel and Colin. Hopefully, y'all just become a, a tag team duo of of writing us letters and uh, having these dialogues that we need to be having out here. Uh, episode two seventy five: The Pursuit of Meat. Colin, sticking with the meat topics. Oh, Very impressive. Yes. What is good, y'all? All right, I'm back in full effect because I knew y'all were going to talk about W.S. Me and Red agreed that we weren't going to say his name. Um, y'all know who it is. And I didn't want to write in knowing that was a topic with my thoughts before I heard you all, but I agree. Mental health affects everyone, and we're unfortunately getting a front seat view to the rare occasion where a man appears to be the one taking the abuse, and it's sad to see. I've been there. Gaslight, gas into thinking she loves you while she's for the streets. Shaking my head. I hope they split up. W has been or was at least a role model or an inspiration for a lot of people. Now, the story about the father wanting his daughter to be a surrogate, not just no, but hell to the gnaw. What the fuck kind of world are we living in when someone thinks it's okay to have your own child carry a sibling? Shit mm -hmm. seems really creepy to me, and I can't believe she even made a Reddit post about it. I also want to see what y'all think of this. The dad saying he was disappointed in her decision is such a boomer parent thing. At age 56, he's right on that cusp. And that type of toxic parenting where they expect their children to owe them anything at all is disgusting. I also happen to be dealing with it from my own mom in an obviously different context. And it's very difficult. 
I'll make sure that my little guy never feels like he owes me anything. I'm the one that brought him here, not him. Next, the prenup. Let's make, keep this one simple. Dump that motherfucker and move on. Sounds like some law firm partner or banker who think he's God gives to woman and by giving her 30% allowance, she's supposed to be eternally grateful. <laughs> Fuck that. Last one from me for this episode. The story about the Spanish speaking. Fuck out of here. That's all I got. Old dusty ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have a story that needs your comment, LOL. Oh, fuck. Um, topic. Months after her house in South Alabama was mysteriously demolished, woman now knows who did it. <laughs> it's a news story. That's all for this episode. Hope I got this to you guys in time to make the beginning of the show. Maybe I can make an appearance soon if you're looking to bring guests on again. Bless up, Colin. Absolutely. You know, oh. you're always welcome to this joint, sir. Now, let me read the news story. Oh, fuckity fuck. <laughs> I just feel like it's gonna be some bullshit. He can't be especially because it came from Alabama. Because I mean, let's you, just know, you know, you know how we do. Jennifer Pulliam, who knows who demolished her house on her mobile property, thanks to WKRG News Five viewers. And while the mystery is solved, the legal battle is just beginning. We first reported last month about the mystery. Over a weekend in January, someone came onto Pulliam's property on Cody Road next to the fairgrounds and demolished a home that had been in her family since the 1960s. She said, I moved here when I was 10 years old. My grand This is my grandparents' old home place. They bought it in 1965 and it's been in our family ever since, Pulliam said. Pulliam, who lives in and works in Leakesville, Mississippi now, eventually got word about the demolition through a family member. I cried. I cried for two days, she said. I was devastated. Other family members saw our story about the house and contacted her with the name of a company seen on the property that week in January. They didn't know that I was unaware of it until they saw the news story and they contacted me, she said. Pulliam said an investigator with the Mobile Police Department contacted the construction company named by those family members and the owner of the company confessed to demolishing the house, saying it was a mistake. I was not happy because they said they could not arrest them because there was no malicious intent that I would have to just sue them in civil court. Pulliam is not naming the company on the advice of her attorney because she's planning to file a lawsuit. She said that so far the company owners have not contacted her to apologize or offer anything else. As for what kind of damages she can recover in a lawsuit, she said, I'm not sure what they'll come up with or how they'll come up with it. The house to me is priceless. God damn. That's so fucked up. That a mistake? <laughs> and to be so lackadaisical about it, like, oh, our bad. You know, we, Bro, we ringing up, demoed your, your childhood home. But it's, Bro, ringing up a jar of pickles two times is a mistake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're backing up into a car with no damage. That's a mistake. But like we got so it gotta be mistake. Like no there gotta be somewhere between no malicious intent and you fucked up real big, but not, you know, didn't break the law for real. Like it gotta be something in between them motherfuckers. It gotta be. That shit is messed up. If somebody yeah. tore up my grandmama house that was in the family and then came by and said it was a mistake, bruh. <laughs> I don't know. What you supposed to do in that situation? That's all she can do. I mean, they didn't, it, there isn't like criminal grounds, but she definitely can do a civil suit. And I would. And I mean, it ain't, the fucked up thing about it though, is it ain't gonna, she'll have the money, but like, <laughs> that's fucked up. You can't get that shit back. You can't get memories back. You can't get like that house back. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to know who the fuck, like, 
did they give the wrong address to the demolition people? Like, how how did this actually happen? <laughs> like, what what was the disconnect in communication? <laughs> because shit. Who knows? Who that knows? is fucked up. That is fucked up. As for the, oh, the boomer shit, man, I just had a conversation with this about uh, with my brother about this, man. About the guilt that I felt from not being the Christian son that my mama want her to be, want me to be. You know, I asked my mama, I said, mama, if you can go back in time and do something different with me and my brother, what would you do? She said, I whoop y'all more. And I like, for what? What the fuck? We both got a career. We good. The only thing I could conceptualize is that the only thing she feel like what what it would help is our relationship with Jesus. Like, I guess if she whooped us into Jesus more, then we'd be more into Jesus. But the how wrong that is. <laughs> how wrong that is. Well. So listen, <laughs> do I want to get into a religious conversation? Mm. <laughs> I'll save it for another time. <laughs> I'll save it. Never mind. But damn, I sound yeah. like such a heathen. <laughs> you put the people on the damn on the rope and then just let the shit go, huh? I mean, it being whooped into submission into loving Jesus is kind of what Christianity is based around anyway. <laughs> like most of the terrible acts of like you know the flood and all of that is because people just wouldn't do what God wanted them to do. What I, you didn't do what I told you to do. Flood. <laughs> drown your ass. I'll drown your ass. Like imagine if somebody walked up to you in the street and said I am almighty and all powerful. Follow me, or I'm going to drown your ass. <laughs> like it's, it, it doesn't. But go what, along if, but with what it. if they display actual power after they said that? I mean, you gonna do what you gotta do? <laughs> <laughs> you ass gonna get drowned, and you better do what the hell they said do, right? Yeah. It just right. don't make sense to me that the whole world was flooded. You know what I'm saying, like. The person who wrote the Bible must have had a limited understanding of how vast the world was. So I guess maybe a flood in just a small locale that a lot of people died in, that that's the world to them, right? My issue with it is the like on the one hand, you know, everybody talks about God being benevolent and and all this stuff, but it's like only if you're doing what he says. Like in any other situation that would be like a toxic relationship. <laughs> like it isn't out of the goodness and just because he just wants to do it. It he is love you. in response to he love you though. being served. He's going to give you blessings. If you serve him. But yeah, I mean, that's what we do at a restaurant. So what? At a restaurant, we serve a motherfucker and we hope to be blessed with a tip. <laughs> Ain't that the same? No. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess I can't send my server to eternal damnation if uh you can't. if they mess up bad enough. <laughs> you can't. No. So your mom whooping you to get you to love Jesus more. It's kind of right in line with how it already is. It goes in line with church, but if if we are where we are with faith and she think that whooping us more would have got us somewhere better, that's a miscalculation. You know. But yeah, toxic parenting, um, a lot of parents be trying to guilt their kids in the shit like, 
and, and my problem with it is the idea that like parents must believe that the way that most of these kids came about was something different. Like motherfuckers, there wasn't no goddamn symbol symbol uh, uh situation. Motherfuckers didn't plan this child, get pregnant, take the motherfucker up to Pride Rock with everybody saying and saying, This is my right, child now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't none of that. Like you fucked you fucked a man. Hopefully it was your husband and got pregnant. And what why your child gotta pay you for that? You got a nut. Your child got to walk into capitalism, patriarchy, <laughs> uh, uh, white supremacy, all these different Christianity, all these different toxic systems. Your child got the shit end of the stick if you got an orgasm, which a large percentage of women don't even get orgasms from penetration. So I hope your mama's got uh, or- orgasm from you being here, but you don't owe them shit. Even if they didn't, you don't owe them shit. You ain't asked to be here. But I hate that their parents be trying to use that shit like, like it, it make a difference. Like that make a difference. Don't make a difference. Like that that statement, I, I bought you, I bought you in this world, I take you out. Like try to take me out for real. Like try to take me out for real. You can get your ass fucked up. Like if you knew your like if your mama was legitimately trying to kill you, do you think you could take your mama out? Yeah. If I had do you to. think you would take your mama out? If it's between me and her living, yes. Well, we're not. She's trying to kill me. Everybody couldn't do that. Most of people will die. Most people will go out like Remy. <laughs> <laughs> That's her dog, y'all. Your her, her dog would die thinking that being choked to death is a game because <laughs> he is so fucking friendly. He is so. He'll be like, I like this game. <laughs> Let's keep playing. Oh, it hurts a little, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would be on that. I ain't gonna hit you, mom. I ain't gonna hit you. Shit, you can no. take me out if you want to, but I ain't gonna hit you. I love you, mom. And let their mama kill their ass because they got this like false system. Listen, y'all. I did a video on TikTok that that is how I went viral. How I got up to 25,000 followers called uh, Parental Stockholm Syndrome, where parents basically parents basically play the role of the captor, where they done captured you, and they didn't really capture you, but they treat you like you a damn captive. You can't go nowhere. You can't do anything. You under their rule. You can't do shit different. And those parents, you know, and for you, in order for you to survive, you convince yourself that you love them because if you love them, if they believe that they love them, maybe they'll hit you a little bit less. Maybe they'll give you a little bit better meal. Maybe they'll give you a little bit better time. You know? And you go along with the system. You convince yourself that your captain is actually taking care of you until you get old enough and get out of that system and you realize that the shit that they did, they didn't have to do. They didn't have to treat you the way they had to treat you. And But what happens is because you've been taken up for your parent. You've been saying, no, it's okay. They did the best that they could and yada, yada, yada. Until you realize that they, they could have fucking did better. And then once you realize they could have did better, then that's where the freedom actually comes from. When you realize that your parent is flawed and you talk to them and say, hey, you could have done better. And then they hit you with them. No, I did the best that I could. No, no, you didn't. You could have done better, motherfucker. And, and, and that video, bro, that hit a lot of motherfucking people right in the chest. Which is, again, is why my friends scroll past my fucking videos. <laughs> because they'll be trying to hear that shit about their toxic-ass mamas and daddies. Because, you know, 
a lot of us in the black community been just like putting that shit aside for a long time. So if though nobody else not fuck with that, you know, parental entitlement, which is what I call that shit, I don't fuck with that parental entitlement. You know, and I I'm, I applaud you for early on in your your little son's life, you know, knowing that you're going to go in and making sure that he don't believe that he owe you something because he don't, you know, owe you shit. Um, and that's, that's, that's the message I tell every parent. They don't owe you shit. Um, now you can earn, you can earn a place in their lives where they will do anything for you, give anything for you. And if you've earned that and they perceive that you earned that without that parental guidance or entitlement or any of that shame and guilt, Forcing him to feel, have to feel like that. If he truly get that on his own from you being amazing, then you do deserve that. You know, but you don't deserve it for not doing shit, but, but getting you a nut and getting them here. That, that, that shit's dead. Anyway. That's my rant. All right. I, I can't see you, so. I know. <laughs> um... All right, I have another therapy-based Reddit question. You ready? Yep. It's an, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for telling my therapist lies because I suspected she was telling my husband what I was telling her during our sessions? Uh, I started seeing a therapist six months ago because I had postpartum depression. At first, she really helped me, but then I noticed on two occasions, my husband mentioned things I hadn't told him, but I had confided in my therapist. Since I had no proof and I didn't want to accuse either of them, I decided to tell my therapist lies that I knew he would confront me on if he heard them to see if I was being delusional or not. The more I lied to her, the more suspicious I became, too, since even things that made my husband look awful was challenged by her and twisted to make him look good. It took a while for him to confront me, but he did. At first, he never believed I was lying during those sessions, but when I finally convinced him I was, he was still furious at me. He said he only wanted to make sure I was okay and he hadn't been using the therapist to spy on me. Am I the asshole? Your therapist is the asshole. And your therapist also is breaking all kind of confidentiality. HIPAA. Oh, yeah. She's the... Uh, if one of those lies would have led your husband to strangling you and killing you, then it would be that therapist's full-blown liability for mm -hmm. that. Like, if y'all don't know what HIPAA is, HIPAA is basically the rule set that dictates how professionals are supposed to handle your information. And your therapist your doctor they can't give your spouse any information about what's going on unless you sign a release for them to um and you know the reason that this came about was because you know people were using this information nefariously and problematically and those rules had to be created for that you know so damn how I just, I don't be understanding how people get down the pathway of believing that they may be the asshole in some of these situations. Well, her husband, I'm sure, is probably making her feel like she is. 
she's wrong. Like he was just being a concerned husband. He wasn't spying on her. I'm sure it's just some gaslighting by her husband that makes her feel like she's an asshole because girl. <laughs> no. No. You know no. what? I wish I was going to therapy and I had a partner that was going behind my back asking my therapist stuff. Fucking relationship over. We done. Yeah. I mean, clearly I'm done with my therapist and I'm going to report their motherfucking ass to the board. You know, if I don't sue their ass, they got liability insurance. They better goddamn get ready to file a claim on that motherfucker. But my relationship over at that point. Yeah. Like, I don't don't want to feel untrusted in my relationship. Like, I don't want to feel like my partner got to go behind me. Like, imagine how many times they didn't go into your text messages. You can't have no journals at the house. No, hell no. Mm. You are not the asshole, ma'am. Your husband and your therapist both are. And I mean, under the guys, oh, oh, I was just worried about you. Ask her how she's doing. Have a conversation with her about how she's managing her postpartum. Like, that's what you do. You don't go behind her back. And I mean, he shouldn't have even been able to go behind her back because, again, the therapist never, ever should have had a conversation with him about anything that was going on with the wife. That shit is so fucked up. You do not do that. Yeah, that's like, that's some, as therapists, that's like the worst shit you can do. Tell somebody else's business. And and it's crazy. Like, I guess it'll be, I wonder if a therapist, if you could, if the therapist would have told the truth, if they confronted the therapist with it. If they would have said, are you telling my husband shit behind my back? I wonder if the therapist would have told the truth or lied. Probably not for fear. Because you know it's wrong. You know, she, because clients sometimes, you're supposed to make them aware of what their rights are, but sometimes they're not aware of like the confidentiality and HIPAA and all of that. And so I feel like the therapist would be afraid because she knows she's fucking wrong and that this could be a lawsuit. Yeah. So she wouldn't admit to that shit. I feel like she wouldn't have admitted. Anybody willing to do that shit is that going to admit to it? Yeah. Um. All right. I got three for you to choose from. Okay. Well, four for you to choose from. Boyfriend's offhanded comments are throwing me curveballs, and he is almost dangling carrots at me, then taking them away. Losing my longest friendship because I refused to help my sister have a baby with his health sister. What? Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she needs to have a relationship with my son for us to see each other? And my girlfriend set me up to cheat on her and now she thinks I would actually cheat on her. I want to know what she, how did she set him up? (laughs) All right, let's go for that one. I am a 25-year-old male, and my girlfriend is 25, have been in a relationship for four years. Before that, we were friends more than two years, so I've known her for at least six years. We get along great and don't have many arguments or fights. Last Sunday, my girlfriend's friend Susan asked me to come to her place and told me that my girlfriend was there and we could all just hang out. We were at the local deli, and Susan's apartment is a block away, so I went with her. Got there and saw my girlfriend and her friends calling me a cheater. She was crying. Honestly, at that point, I didn't know what was going on. It was all very confusing. My girlfriend's other friend was saying, break up with him. He is a cheat. After the things calmed down a little, I told her that Susan told me that she would be here, so I don't understand what was going on. 
apparently, <clears throat> apparently Susan blew their plan and she wasn't supposed to tell me that my girlfriend would be there. I don't know why my girlfriend thinks she has the right to be mad at me. It should be me who was mad at her. She literally tried to set me up and failed. Her narrative now is that I shouldn't have gone somewhere, gone home with another woman. And what if Susan was lying? Susan is her best friend, and she told me that my girlfriend was there. I had no reason to suspect she was lying. Right now, she thinks I would actually cheat on her if I got a good opportunity. Basically, she thinks I would go to some random-ass woman's house that I meet. How effing realistic. I don't think she realizes how stupid that sounds. Um, I lost my place. Oh, how stupid that sounds. I love her and don't want to dump her over this, but, it's, but it is very stupid to set someone up to do something bad. I think I can get past her stupid test, but what is pissing me off is that she isn't talking to me and just says that she no, now knows that I have the potential to cheat. With every passing day, I'm honestly getting tired of her crap. What do you guys think? What? <laughs> Bro, that's the stupid. This is the stupidest shit ever. Uh, how old are they? They didn't put how old they are. Twenty five. Yeah, they twenty five. They both twenty five. Still, that's old enough for this. Not this is stupid. Bro, her friends done convinced her to do this. How you together for six years, and at year six, well, you together for four years, known each other for for six years. Now decide I need to see if my boyfriend is cheat worthy. Cheat worthy. What? That don't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Bro, you need to leave her alone. Yeah, she sounds crazy. And her friends are crazy. And she's the kind of person that allows herself to be um, influenced by her friends. Bro, Susan was in on it too. Like, none of her friends thought this was a bad idea. None of them said, well, I mean, since he's your, she's your friend, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds insane. So if your if your if your boyfriend had uh if you got girlfriends, let's say you got girlfriends, and um one of your girlfriends at the market needs a a, a walk home. Do you, do you think it's appropriate for your boyfriend to walk your friend home? He just happened to be there. Or she yeah, no, nah, he he happened to be there. I mean, y'all went together. Maybe you had to work or something, but he went to the farmer's market or some shit. And she lived down the street from the farmer's market. And, you know. As long as he walk her home and not fuck her, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what if he like, go inside and watch TV? So I would have a problem with that. It, it isn't like a breakup thing. This is why I would have a problem with that. I am huge, huge on people not putting themselves in positions or in circumstances or situations where fuckery can occur. And so that kind of thing is like, that's not a good idea. Why would you do that? Because yeah. so many things could happen. She could come on the hen. Like all of these things that wouldn't happen if you had just walked to home and went on about your fucking business. Like, because I wouldn't do that either. I, I'll endeavor <laughs> to not put myself in no kind of tricky ass situations where I don't even have to make no kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to make, a decision. The decision is made because I wasn't there. <laughs> it's how I feel about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the situation in the most awkward and fucked up way I can. <laughs> she gonna be like, "Do you mind walking me home?" Or be like, "You mind if we smoke crack on the way?" I got a little little bit of rumble mm-hmm. tumble in my pocket. <laughs> I really hate how lightly you said that. Like, 
I got a little rumble tumble in my pocket. You wanna? Uh, we can, you know, you, we can share a little bit. Ah, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. As a matter of fact, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> well, just make an excuse. You know, I'll just be I'll say it with your chest. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. My lady won't think highly of that that move. <laughs> I am not trying to get in that kind of trouble. Like anybody can be looking across the street and being like, "Hey, I seen that bald headed dude that be with your friend across the street." No, hell no. I my look is too distinguishable. Well, he bald headed. He got big beard. Nigga about three hundred twenty five pounds. Yeah, I seen him. I seen him. I seen him over there across the street. Like, or it got to be something you got to say. Hey, or I'll call my partner and be like, "Hey, uh, Jolene over here at the uh, at the market, and she asked if I could walk up to the house. You you okay with that? If you say yeah, I do it. If you say no, then I'm I'm heading out. Fuck her. You know." <laughs> You know, but there are but for me, I don't look, I don't give a fuck, man. Like me, I I don't I, I know the world we live in. Like I know if I have a girlfriend that is moderately attractive, that most of the dudes in her life want to have sex with her. But if they don't want to have sex with her, if she just busted open for a goon, then they'll take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know true. that exists, you know. But the trust that I have for my partner lies in what I expect of my partner, not what I expect in the people that are around her. You know what I'm saying? So in my world, my partner can do whatever the fuck they want to do if they told me that they are, are loyal to me and don't want to have sex with nobody else. You know, now it's up to them if they put themselves in a position in which trauma can occur because they're having to get out of a situation that they shouldn't have put themselves in, in that sense. But my partner will always be able to do whatever the hell they want to do in that event. Now, if my partner tricks me, if my partner, and this happened to me before, my first, my first girlfriend. Now, if y'all remember, I was 16 and she was 23. So uh, it was a little statutory, if you know what I'm saying. But she got a new phone and she started texting me as a new person, asking me, you know, if I got a girlfriend and if I was looking to talk to somebody new. And at that point in my life, I was like, don't no fucking body want me but the girl I'm with. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Let alone somebody who's secretly acting like they fucking want me. Nigga, no, I got a girlfriend. Leave me the fuck alone. And she felt so bad about that shit. Like, I feel like she thought that I was going to be like, yeah, you know, come on over to the house. She, I think she thought that what was going to happen. But because I was like stand up in that conversation. She came and she said, listen, I'm sorry. That was me. Um, I didn't mean, I don't mean, I don't want to, I hope you ain't mad. I was like, I mean, what it is. I mean, it could have been a stranger. It would have been the same outcome. But now today, anybody who tried to trick me like that, fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about, like, it's, there are, there's somebody, there's somebody out there better than you that won't do this. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there's somebody out there, or or listen, there's somebody out there that's exactly the same as you that won't do this. I'd rather have them. And I'd rather take the chance at finding them to deal with your fucking shenanigans again. It's over. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Don't you come back no more. Hit All the right. road, Jack Quisha. Not Jack Quisha. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack Quisha. Have you seen the new episode of Atlanta? I haven't watched the latest one now. Oh, like episode four. Yeah, I haven't watched four. I watched. Oh, I watched the first three. 
Oh my fucking god! Watch that episode. <laughs> You're gonna know what I mean when I when. Anyway, um, but yeah, you you're toast. You are fucking toast if you do that shit to me. I like I don't, I don't deal in deceit. If you if you want to know something about me, ask. And I'm I'm I know there's a bunch of niggas out there who if you say would you ever cheat on me, every dude gonna say no. no every dude gonna say no. But the difference between them niggas and me is I actually would never cheat on you. And if you don't know that about me, then you don't deserve to be in a relationship with me. Or if you don't believe that about me, or you don't trust my words enough. Like, that, it, it's so many internal things working when it comes to that situation. Like, when you do something like this, you're saying that you don't trust me. You're saying that you believe I would deceive you. You're saying that you believe I would lie to you. And like me, I know what I do and don't deserve. And I don't deserve to be treated like I would do some shit if I wouldn't do some shit. So, fuck you. <laughs> um, I have another am I the asshole? Was that another rant? It felt like a rant. But there's a mini one. You're on a Why rant. Why am I ranting? I'm ranting. Listen, y'all, I had a conversation with my brother before I started a podcast. And when me and him get into it, we get into it. I think that's why I'm so hype and I got these rants showing up because... That motherfucker got me on 10 today. <laughs> Which I read. He's the only person that can get me up past like fucking three. <laughs> only person. Because like in my head, he should. we saw the same world growing up. But our brains process it so differently. I still feel like he should goddamn know something in the context that I know it. But it's just not the same, y'all. It's bad. We we get along. We love each other, though. But like, we just don't see eye to eye sometimes. You got another uh, ready letter? Yeah. Uh, am I the asshole? My best friend got arrested on some very serious charges. His family wants me to sign documents making me legally responsible for over $80,000 if he violates the term of his bail. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you shouldn't have did what you did, but nigga, I can't help you. I can't help you. They not young. So he, the writer... Uh, the poster of this is 39 and his friend is 38. Y'all too grown, okay, for him to be doing something that's got an $80,000 bail. <laughs> you want me to pay it? He ain't murdered somebody? I'm finna see. So I have a best friend. He's always been there for me as one of the very few people I consider a friend and the only one I consider a brother. We've been friends for about 20 years. Recently he got arrested for selling mushrooms a class A felony that carries 25 years in prison for mushrooms? How much mushrooms did he have? Psychedelics. Jesus. He's a very kind and considerate person who absolutely does not belong in jail. You cannot say he had all these mushrooms on him and didn't say he don't belong in jail. (laughs) Above finding out, I have been talking... Upon finding out, I have been talking to his mother and his longtime girlfriend trying to figure out how to post bail and get him out of jail. His bail is set at $80,000 and there is no possibility of raising that money between the three of us. Initially, it was proposed to me to put in uh, $1,280 to make up the rest of a $5,000 non-refundable bond, the rest rest of which was made up by my friend's mom selling his boat in an old box truck. She was going to put up his house as collateral for the rest of the bond to secure his release. After I gave her, the mother, uh, the $1,280, she informed me 
that the Bales Bonds company would not accept the house as collateral as he was behind on the mortgage and it was necessary to put up another 5000 After much deliberation, as this was a very large portion of money I had I had left and I was just getting laid off from my job, I worked construction for a union. Layoffs are coming and another job will come by soon, but this money was my safety net. I decided to put up the money. But now they're telling me that putting up the six uh, six thousand two hundred eighty dollars isn't enough either and they want me to sign a 29 page legal document that basically states that in the event he does not show up to court which i have no doubt that he will or fails to check in with the bail the bond company once a week and after every court date or gets arrested for any reason whatsoever besides a minor minor traffic violation as well as some other minor minor stipulations that i will be solely responsible and legally obligated to pay the bond company $80,000 plus 9% interest plus 25% lawyer fees plus filing fees plus investigation fees, etc. I was told that I would be a co-signer along with three other people, but the legal documents I received do not reflect that. The three people that did agree to sign are his father, his longtime girlfriend, and a friend of his. From what I understand, his mother raised uh, $3,720 by selling his boat in an old truck. So no one has put up any of their own money besides myself, and no one has offered their home as collateral, which would negate the necessity of signing these documents. I rent, so I don't own a home to put up as collateral myself. But his mother and her husband own a home, as does his father. The girlfriend and mother are pressuring me to sign the document stating there is no one else that can sign, and it's no big deal because he'll show up to court. I will be completely and utterly ruined if he were to violate the terms of his release for any reason, not all of which are even in his control. Am I an asshole for refusing to sign these documents? Nigga, bye! No! <laughs> what? Why you think you might be the ass? This is a see? That's why I don't be understanding. Why, why do you think in what universe would you be the asshole for not doing? Like, he's taking his personal connection with this person and qualify, quantifying it in terms of how much that relationship is worth. Fuck that nigga. He shouldn't have been selling all them goddamn mushrooms. Why are you doing crimes that don't pay? Why are you, like, if you're doing a crime that can give you 25 years, nigga, you better be goddamn Nipsey hustling out here. You better be Rick Rawson out here. Like what? What the fuck? That mother said, motherfucker selling mushrooms for McDonald's wages and finna spend twenty five years in prison. <laughs> Hell no. Well, you better sell. If you're already going to be selling some drugs, you better sell some shit that's gonna make you some money. I can't. What? Like his family are dicks for even trying to like make you feel some kind of way you're not like i know y'all you feel like he's your brother and y'all are really close but you're not his family if his mom and his dad and his step pair is not willing to put their house up for collateral houses that they are purchased that they're buying and not renting that they could put up that say a lot you don't want to do that but you want me to sign a 29 page document fuck out of here no nope nobody nope and they can stay mad be mad <laughs> Because you know what, if I sign, if I sign that twenty-nine page document, which twenty-nine pages are fucking outlandish for a bells bomb, and that ain't nothing but a trap, <laughs> I put my own damn angle monitor on your ass. <laughs> Hell, if court came, I asked the bells bomb. So, in the event that he don't show up, is dead or alive an option? <laughs> 
You gonna be because, the bounty hunter out here? <laughs> yeah, because I will I will shackle this motherfucker up to the back of a truck, not Emmett Till style, the inside of the bed, not like dragging him down the street or no shit like that. You know, but I'll shackle his ass to the truck and get him there if he ain't finna do it. Man, fuck that court shit, man. Bro, you, you do know that 80000 of my dollars is on the line. Man, bro, man, they, they ain't gonna do nothing, man. That court shit, man. Bro, bro. <laughs> are you sure that's the case? Are you certain that's the case? And are you certain you ain't going? Man, yeah, I'm positive, man. No, I ain't going. Hands, immediately. Hands. <laughs> One hit a quitter, hopefully. I hate to have to hit him more than one time. You know, but I'm knocking him out. <laughs> that motherfucker gonna wake up in the trunk. <laughs> Bumping. Bloop, 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 bloop. Well, and even the conditions that he listed. So not only does he have to show up for court, he has to check in. Not only with, um, like, when he when he initially gets out, every week he has to check in with the bond company, and if at any point he forgets to do that check-in, you liable for, like, small shit. You know? No. 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 I wouldn't sign that for my our biological brother, let alone the nigga I just know. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not doing that. My brothers know my limits. <laughs> they wouldn't even <laughs> call me. <laughs> Her ass ain't gonna do. Don't even don't call her. <laughs> She's not gonna do it. Fucking right. Absolutely. Glad you know me. Because no. Just so much no. You are not the asshole. Your friend's the asshole. Yeah. And if you do that, you're stupid. Yeah. You know you. Lo- I mean, you are um, other things where well. you're loyal, you're dependable, but you also can be stupid with those two. You can be. Then it's okay. That's your prerogative. Uh, I want because I, I didn't read this. I wanted to know <laughs> what the context of this is because it has like possibilities for the per. Oh no, it had uh, no. Let me not do that. I want to. You know, sometimes they'll have like. Okay, I'm gonna do this one. We did something similar to this already. Am I the asshole for grounding my daughter because of how she dresses? Okay. So this is a 40-year-old man. He has a 41-year-old wife, three kids, a 20-year-old female, 20-year-old male, and a 17-year-old female. So my wife and I have three kids, Lola, Rodrigo, and Sadie, I guess is what this is. We've tried to let our kids be their own person with healthy and logical limits. We both come from abusive homes, so over the years, we've just tried to do our best to let our kids know that the house is a safe space and they can trust us. The main issue is my youngest, Sadie. She's currently attending high school and is deeply interested in fashion clothes and accessories. She refuses to buy new clothes, so a lot of the things she owns are thrifted and rearranged by her. Riku? I guess that's her brother. Rodrigo brought her a sewing machine last Christmas and she has gone nuts with it. I'm sure that at least 60% of her closet are things she did herself and we're proud of her. Thing is, she's still a minor. My wife and I laid some rules for her. No minis, nothing too revealing, nothing too tight, nothing nothing see-through unless it was for her arms, belly, or legs. She was allowed to use uh, offensive image like a flip 
or F you, but with moderation, and she's allowed to dress however she wants at home. All of this until she turns 18 at least, which she's 17, so that's right around the corner, but go off. Uh, for the most part, Sadie followed the rules, but you know how kids are. She began to taunt her way. First, a few minis that my wife allowed, then a few ripped shirts, then one of those really low jeans until we put a stop to it. She follows the rules for a while again, but recently she began to do it again. And a few weeks ago, I caught her trying to leave the house with a really low dress. So I, I told her that she needed to change and that if I saw it happening again, there'd be consequences. I guess she didn't believe me because yesterday I saw her trying to leave again with a piece that we don't allow her to use outside. I talked to her, she threw a tantrum. So I took her sewing machine and her switch for three weeks. She called me abusive and an asshole for trying to police the way she dresses, but I honestly believe that the rules we set are okay. She can pretty much express herself and do whatever she wants at home. And while she's not a kid, she's still a minor. And there are some things she shouldn't be doing yet. But she's hella mad at me and I'm starting to stutter. Damn. That one's not as bad. No, it wasn't. You remember that song? Yes, Joe. Girl, I know you're lying because when you're replying, you stuttered, you stuttered, you stuttered, you stuttered, you stuttered. Maybe she's under a lot of stress like this, mama. Maybe she's stuttering because she's got stress. Oh. <laughs> the girl on the song? Yes. Yes. Maybe she's not cheating or lying. I don't know. Be lying without cheating. People are calling him an asshole because they're saying that um, it's victim blaming. Victim blaming? What happened to her? Did nothing happen to her. You can't be a victim. No, you can't. Uh, I guess, like, if something were to happen to her. But the thing about that is, I say this all the time. You have to live in the world. We have to live in the world we have till we have the one that we want. And so I guess maybe they're saying that him telling her that is, a, you know, basically if she got raped, he'd be like, well, I told you not to put that that, that dress on or that shirt on or that, that, that skirt on or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to translate it into that. But I mean... You have to live in the world we have until you get the one that we want. I would, I would be, you know, I would pay attention to what my daughter wore outside of the house. Should she be able to wear what she wants to? Absolutely, she should. But there should be a lot of things my black ass should be able to do and not have to deal with. But I do, and so I live my life accordingly within that, so that I, you know, can have as, as good of an existence as possible. And while I agree that it shouldn't matter, we know that it does. And so it did. I mean, they gave her parameters. It's not like, you know, I feel like this one's different than the last one. She got a lot more freedom within this. She yeah. Just, you know, pushing the limit uh, of that freedom. But is freedom at home really freedom? Well, he said she, she, there are certain things that she can wear at home that she can't wear outside, but she still can wear stuff outside. He said that the see through things can have her arms. In her belly, and which is what normal see-through stuff would have. I, I guess like nothing lower her butts out or <laughs> whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, the parameters are are very loose compared to like a parent that's just like, you know, you gonna wear this nun's habit, and that's it. <laughs> Damn. Or a hijab, you know, outside of like the cultural reference of a hijab but like being completely covered in that way like they didn't say that so gotcha 
don't know. I don't I don't think that he's being an asshole. Because he tried to work within it. You know what I'm saying? Like again, he didn't just say, you know, young women aren't supposed to dress like you know, they gave her parameters, they tried to encourage her creativity within bounds. And that's important. Kids need boundaries and structure. So I don't think he's an asshole for this. Yeah, me either. Even though it got labeled <laughs> as an asshole post. He wasn't an asshole for that. Not to yeah. me. But um, I think that's the last one I have. I got one more. Okay. One of these that I want to do. Um, hmm. Losing my longest friendship because I refused to help his best friend have a baby with his half-sister. <clears throat> no, they didn't know that they were half-siblings until about six months ago. They've been married for almost nine years. My best friend never knew his dad. His mom had a drunken one-night stand and conceived him while married to another man. His wife also doesn't know her father. She's the product of a sexual assault. Turns out they both have the same piece of shit father. We all grew up in the same very small town, so it's not crazy to think this was a possibility. I even remember them joking about it while they were dating since they never knew their father. Mm-hmm. Not sure why they didn't do any testing before getting married, but I guess they never felt like it could actually happen. Jesus. They started trying to have kids a few years after getting married, and it never happened. Lots of early miscarriages, I think like 10 plus. They went to a fertility doctor, and my friend's wife was diagnosed with uh, PCOS, so they assumed that she was re- that was the reasoning. They took a break from trying for a few years as they established their careers and saved for fertility treatment. Well, did some genetic counseling on both, including a screening for potential genetic disorders, and the doctor said there's a solid chance they're related. I wasn't sure how. They did another genetic test and said they share 23.6 of their DNA, so more than cousins, they are half siblings. That This obviously was shocking, and they took time to figure out what that means for them. Only a handful of people know, and they recently came to me and let me know because they felt like I wouldn't judge because I'm gay, which I appreciate, but I also was... Uh, Till a shock and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. They've decided to stay together and I respect their decision. Can't say what I do in their shoes. The geneticists made it clear that they should never have a child together and they probably couldn't. They've decided to use a special or egg donor because his wife does have PCOS. They think an egg donor would be most successful because my friend spent analysis was good. I harvested my eggs a few years ago after health scare and thankfully ended on a happy note. They know they knew this and had me donate and I said and asked me to donate and I said no. My reason wasn't it that it because they are related. It was because I only have 13 eggs harvested. And while that may seem like a lot, it doesn't guarantee many will thaw well or end as healthy embryos. They wanted three to five of them for a chance at one baby. Secondly, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with anybody raising my genetic child but me. They did not take this well and this put a strain on our friendship. My friend told me I should be more open minded and that many will say that I shouldn't have kids because I'm gay and who I am, I just say that they shouldn't have kids. I never said that. I just said they couldn't have my eggs, kid. They're now going to use my friend's sister-in-law. His wife and her sister have different fathers. So I guess they're half-siblings, too, but they were raised together. It's all a mess, and I feel the most for them, but I'm upset my friendship has been close to ruin because of it all. I cannot talk about to anyone about this because obviously it's very expensive. I haven't told a soul, not even my partner. 
What is what people thinking they have rights to folks' re- reproductive shit? You had the dad that's mad at his daughter for not wanting to carry her fucking sibling. And now you got these people mad at this lady because she won't give them her fucking eggs. First of all, let me just say it's, it's offensive for them to say, well, we knew we could come to you with this potential uh, incest shit we got going on because you're gay, so you'll understand. That is offensive. <laughs> that is not okay. What? What about me being gay has anything to do with this fucking situation that y'all got going on? Like, <laughs> that's offensive. That that when you read that part, I was like, what does her being gay have to do with her being accepted of this shit? Like, <laughs> I knew I could tell you, you're gay. Huh? <laughs> have you seen um Jermichael, uh, Gerard Carmichael's new stand up? Man, that's some good shit. I think you I think you like it for what it is, you know. It's not really so much stand up, you know, he came out as gay in this stand up. Mm-hmm. Which ain't secret, it's all the headlines talking about it. Um, but it's a really good way that he set up to have this conversation. And it's more an emotional expression because he's also talking about how his family still currently struggle with accepting him for it. Um, the struggles that his friends have. He said, my best friend said he feel like he was tricked into having a gay best friend. He said he would have never signed up for that shit. Wow. You know, but he said like, and he said that black women have been the most supportive of him coming out as gay, um, but they racist. <laughs> he said they was okay with me being gay, but not okay with me having a white boyfriend. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> you know, so oh, no, it made me think about that. Um, the statement that, that you know get you gay, but yeah, this is uh your friend thing. You you ain't obligated to get him your eggs. No, because one, she's right. Like just because you freeze your eggs, does that mean all of them are going to be viable? You have to understand the the, the process of freezing eggs and so all of them are not going to thaw and then some of them are just not going to be you know even when people are trying and they have difficulty the egg doesn't always get fertilized so like 13 is not a lot of eggs in the scheme of things when you think about the fact that all of these other um all of these other things have to go into play as well and even if she had 47 eggs those are her 47 fucking eggs that's not your business that's not your business. Like, I do not understand at all <laughs> how you gonna get mad at somebody for not giving them, for not giving you they like that's crazy. Is this where we at? <laughs> like, you feel entitled to other people, like that's major. Her eggs are her body. That's a biological, like, oh, that's crazy. And I mean, I don't even know. I don't know that I could, and I know they've been married for a long time and they didn't grow up together. There's just something about sharing a parent. I don't know that I could stay in that relationship after that. I would be so after creeped nine out. Years. I still. And you oh, don't have a relationship with your daddy. I don't care. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't And think. the way she came about was her daddy raped somebody for her to come about. Your, your daddy. <laughs> Your daddy raped your spouse's parent. No, not your spouse's parent. Oh, oh, the guy. The guy's yeah. dad raped. Okay. Because he's both their dad. So I didn't know yeah. what we're talking about. The they order. got two different mamas. <laughs> His I... mama was married and banged them and 
he is sexually assaulted. The, the his wife's mom. Oh my God, it's so complex. It's so we. I couldn't stay in that. I couldn't. I don't care if nobody ever found out. I would fucking know. And, and I, all this I, came I, from a geneticist because y'all were trying to figure out how to have a baby. Mm-mm. You wouldn't leave him. You wouldn't leave your relationship. Why? You do realize that all of my brothers are half brothers, except for William. <laughs> my brothers are my half brothers. That shit is fucking weird to me. I couldn't do that. Like William is my only full blood brother. The other two, we have different, um, different dads. That's because you visualizing your brothers. You visualizing right now being married to your brothers. That's why. Yes. That's yes, that's exactly it. It wouldn't be your brother, it's the relationship you got. You didn't know that nigga. He is still my brother, even if I didn't know it. It doesn't make him any less my brother because we've been in a relationship. He's still my fucking brother. Biologic, like biological half brother. He's not my brother, you know, um relationship wise, but he is my biological fucking brother. That's fucking weird, man. I couldn't stay in that. That's Nope. And then we can't ha- I, we can't have bi- like even without the PCOS, them having kids together could be problematic. It's so like, ew, just no. Just no. Just no. Mm-mm. Nope. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Oof. <laughs> and the fact that they were making jokes about it for like I don't I'm not gonna be dating nobody where it could be like we'd be joking about being related. Like if, if even if like if you lived in that small of a town and y'all circumstances are such that it's laughable because it's possible, that shit is weird too. Oh no. Nope. Nope. Nobody nope. Hey, I mean, I guess I got caught up on the idea that if I was with somebody that I enjoyed being with and it turned out they were my half-sibling, I'm not sure I would leave that relationship. Because it's not like the traditional sibling relationship that in turn, like, we know we got each other's blood, but, like, you don't, I I would never have looked at that person through the lens of a sibling. I only look at them through the lens of a partner. And the idea that something that is significant in one circumstance but is arbitrary in another I don't know, man. I guess it'll be a hard thing to think about. But your friend, the friend, they don't. You don't owe them motherfucking a goddamn thing. No, it pertains to your body. You know. And matter of fact, bringing up all this shit about their goddamn they family, that's just messy. How you gonna make a whole? How you gonna title this thing regarding them being step siblings? And at the end, be like, it ain't got nothing to do with that. They just my eggs, nobody else's. You just being messy than a motherfucker. That didn't have shit to do with shit. (laughs) You could have just said, my friends want my eggs. I got 15. I don't want to get rid of them, you know, because I want to keep them for me. And I'm out of asshole for not giving them to them. All that extra shit, you just being messy than a motherfucker because you can. Messy. <laughs> I mean, my answer about her eggs would have been the same. Like, they're not entitled. Like, even if you if she hadn't mentioned the thing about them being related, they're not entitled to her eggs. Like, and her reasons for not wanting to have a biological child that somebody else is raising when she, the whole fucking purpose of her freezing the eggs was so that she would have a child herself that's biologically connected to her. And so 
My answer about that part, it stays the same. Uh, but we didn't have to have the part about them being siblings. But because she mentioned it, I couldn't do that shit. I would never be able to look at him the same after that. Yeah. It'd be tough. It would be very difficult. Like, uh... Weird. Fucking weird, man. Yeah, but that's all I got on that part. All right. Well, I guess some news. Um... Tell them where to send them letters at. Oh, if you want to uh, send us a letter, a Reddit post, whatever, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartist at gmail.com. Bit of good news in the beginning. Kataji Brown Jackson is the first female black justice. And she earned that shit. (laughs) Goddamn right. Them niggas was trying to fuck out of her. So, I think you're educated and you're one of the best candidates we've ever had here. I'm not going to be voting for her for the Supreme Court. <laughs> she has an impeccable record. It's amazing. But I also won't be voting for her for the Supreme Court. What the f- what? Yeah. Republicans is taking the wrong stand, bro. But that's because they know D- Democrats ain't going to do nothing, man. Republicans is like Debo and... um. Democrats is like red, just getting that chain snatched off of them. <laughs> I'm just gonna tuck my in. I'm just gonna tuck my comments in. Get motherfucking knocked out out here. Don't get me wrong, the Republican Party, they reckoning it's coming the same way Debo's did. Probably ain't gonna be at the hands of the Democratic Party, though. Probably gonna be at the hands of their own motherfucking party. Yeah. Um, so, congratulations child- to her. If your child wanted to be a Supreme Court justice, would you support that? Like, if your child wanted to, because, you know, they got to start, like, some kind of law enforcement or a lawyer or some shit. Well, in the legal system. I don't know, man. I feel like it's just a fucking white boys club. It is. Good a old boys. I mean, it is. But I don't, I don't think that that means that we stop trying to break into it. And if my kid had enough moxie that they wanted to undertake that colossal huge thing then I would I would be supportive I would make sure that they recognize like the uphill battle that they were like are you sure because <laughs> this ain't gonna look like maybe what you're thinking it's gonna look like but I would support them if they just you know ultimately decided that they wanted to do it I would hate it for them I would hate that what I know that they're gonna have to experience in order for them to even like it's like again we have to do you know 500 times the work and still get looked at like that's not enough <laughs> um but i'd support him you yeah. i would support him that's what's up but congrats to her that's so i wanted to talk about ti oh fuck. you know what's going on with ti right yeah ti is a a comedian now and what he did was one of the comedians. I, before you even say what he said, just that that sentence is comedic. Yeah, the comedian. Ha ha hell. Go on. I'm sorry. I just can't get over the fact that he's trying to. So do what Ti, what Ti did recently was he went to uh, Godfrey's comedy special, 
he was headlining and went on after Godfrey. And him and Godfrey got into it because on his podcast, Godfrey was like, look, I don't listen to no new motherfuckers, especially when they can't do what I do better than me. You know, and Godfrey was basically saying, you know, people don't go up behind you if you're a headliner. After the headline, it's over. T.I. don't know these things. So T.I. gets upset because he wants to distinguish himself from regular comedians. He wants to say, I'm I'm special. I am a superstar that does comedy. I'm not marketing myself as a comedian. But, like, you coming over in the comedian space. And so when you start breaking rules, shit start to get a little bit weird. And so what recently happened is that there's another comedian that he uh, heckled on stage, which Tony Baker's Breakfast Club interview said, like, you don't, one of the rules of comedy is you don't heckle another comedian. That's we don't heckle other comedians. And he called that woman a B word in that engagement. And he said, if you can show proof that I call her the B word, I give her a million dollars. And then proof came out. Um, I don't know if T.I. would actually give a million dollars for something like that. But T.I. is in over his head to me. T.I. is in over his head to me. Like, he really wants it to mean something that he is a... um, a superstar rapper. He really wanted to mean something that in this other side of the world, he's this. He wants that to translate over to comedy as fast as it did in the music. And it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, but the question is, you know, is he going to be able to keep himself out of trouble? You know, because, you know, they joked about his sexual assault allegations with him and his wife. And he got up there, took the microphone out of her hand and started talking shit. You know, I don't know. I feel like I wanted to speak about that because, like, when we go into other people's profession, um, for whatever reason, it's it's important to understand that, like, the road was paved before you. And, like, it's very entitled to think that he's owed something because he's a mass superstardom from rap. That's not wise. All of these talents do not translate over into other areas. You know, you do have people that cross over that may be, you know, an actor, a singer that are able to do multiple things, you know. Um, I mean, Daniel Glover is a good uh, example of that. He's been able to put his foot in a whole lot of different areas successfully, though, right? <laughs> like, he's good at all of those things. It doesn't just translate just because like everybody's not able to do that. Some people just gonna be an actor, and some people yeah. just gonna be a rapper, and that's okay. Just be a good rapper. The fuck? It don't make sense to me. Like I still, there's nothing funny about Ti. Like, not in a comedian kind of a way. Does he say funny stuff? Saying funny things and being a comedian is two different things. He's not a comedian. He's a nigga that sometimes say some shit that you might chuckle at. Yeah. Because Ben Stein saying jokes ain't going to sound funny at all. No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's an art to it that you have to have, and it just, I don't know. But I ain't going to see that nigga do no stand-up. I wouldn't pay for it, personally. But yeah. to each their own, I guess. Gotcha. 
Um, there is a Chicago area church that's fasting from whiteness for Lent. Mm. And if you don't, you know, during Lent, people give up things, right? They won't eat, um, stop eating junk food or they'll stop drinking soda. Or they'll give up. It has to be something that's important to you. Because if you give up Brussels sprouts and you don't eat Brussels sprouts any fucking way, you're not like really fasting. You're just doing what the fuck you normally do. Fasting is giving up something that's important. And I guess their whiteness is important to them. Yeah. First United Church of Oak Park notified church members in March that they would fast from whiteness by not performing songs or hymns written or composed by white people. And this fast from whiteness, of course, I cannot change the color of my skin or the way that allows me to move through the world. A rep of the church told the congregation in part, but I can change what I listen to and whose voice I prioritize. So that is the plan. or So that is kind of the plan for our worship services through Lent that we would fast from a time of prioritizing white voices and that we would use the music and poetry of black indigenous and people of color to see what the spirit might do among us. Hell no. <laughs> Pass. I, white people, <sighs> if you want to be an ally, if you want to, if you want to like, show support if you want to like you know do the good with your white privilege that you have that you you know you didn't ask for and just have like this ain't it (laughs) what is that gonna do y'all singing songs in your white church that aren't white what is that gonna do for anybody butcher the songs (laughs) because they are not about to do none of these songs justice can you imagine them trying to do any kurt franklin number (laughs) (laughs) Imagine them doing stomp or like <laughs> doop, doop. step, <laughs> step, make me clap my hands, make me wanna dance, step. Oh yes, everyone, my brethren, can't you see we've got the victory? That shit, bro. That shit was down terrible. <laughs> like I don't. White people look. White people at church sing like they didn't have no seasoning in their grits this morning. Because they didn't. <laughs> but 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 like you could like. Oh my God. Why why do we have that shit built into us so deeply? Why like but it, it should be more natural. But yeah, they will butcher every one of those songs. 100%. Every single one. Why y'all doing that? <laughs> Just sing y'all regular songs. Lord is God. God is Lord. <laughs> Amen. Keep that shit going. Keep that energy going. Don't be coming over here to our hand clapping, shaking. You got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. You see how we be at church? <laughs> <laughs> at church, praise the Lord, talking about dinner after church. Yep. With swag. Yep. Oh my God! No, leave it low. Leave the hymns to the thems. Y'all don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they're gonna do for Lent this year. That's their contribution. <laughs> they <laughs> still it. white. They still white. How you gonna yeah. take a break from whiteness and you still white? I don't know. <laughs> Just. 
I saw that and I was like, that what? Like white people, please, please. This ain't it. This ain't the way. Oh. Um, also, and I ain't gonna sit up here and act like I know this nigga. I'm assuming that this is pronounced Gunu. Gunu. The rapper? I don't know. Oh, probably Ghana. G-O-O-N-E-W is not Ghana. That's Gnu. Oh, I, I imagine that it was spelled something. Okay, what is it spelled? G-O-O-N-E-W. G-O-O-N-E-W. I don't know. I'm going to call the nigga Goomba. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. So, apparently... Goomba! Gnu died and they wanted to have a home going service at, in the way that black people if you're not black listen we do funeral we funerals a whole production have a whole thing um but his was different <laughs> because apparently his request well it not only was it held in a nightclub he was there <laughs> They dressed him up and propped him up in a club. Him, his body, his dead body. And his family said that that's what they wanted. That's what he wanted. And so that's what we did. But there are requests that my family could make regarding their death that I would be like, fuck you, nigga, I'm not doing that. This would fall under that category thing. That I'm not gonna do. <laughs> what we're not gonna do is throw a party where you and attendants leaned up with sunglasses and shit on. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> gonna send that nigga straight to the afterlife with COVID, goddamn. You put that man in the goddamn. There is no way. There is no way. Why would you do that? So his mom got mad because people were like, what the fuck, as they should have been. And she was like, she should be able to grieve how she wants. And she did what her son wanted her to do. I don't think nothing <laughs> wrong with that. What? I know that. <laughs> why? What do you mean why? You lay a motherfucker body out in a church? And goddamn, let people walk around and look at that motherfucker. What's different? What's different than like getting them dressed up in club attire and leaning them up against the wall in the club like he's still there and like just partying? That is very much different. No, it ain't. It's all a spectacle. The nigga dead, the nigga dressed up, the nigga in front of people. Who who made the rules that you got to be around a fucking organ keyboard and a choir for that shit to happen? A pastor who made the rules. That nigga could be in the club getting turned up by the DJ. He's not getting turned up though. He didn't turn up. It's over with. He's off. He's been turned off. And what, what difference happened. it make to him? He good. It's fucking weird. I mean, I ain't saying it ain't weird. I'm just saying, why is it a problem to do? If a family all want to do it, that'd be different if like a girlfriend was like, hey, we're going to put him up in the club while the family wanted this man at a church. It's different, but this is his mama. 
and if his mama like this, ain't no other member of his family any different than his mama. Like, if his mama saying we putting this nigga in the club, everybody in his family on board. And they had an end-of-life party that nobody will ever forget, mostly because his dead ass was there. But I don't see nothing wrong with it. It's weird. <laughs> At the point when you 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 old in a relationship with your husband, you've been with for 35 years, and 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 he wants he got a special request for his funeral where he's propped up with a handshake and want everybody to handshake him. You gonna do that for him or you gonna say no, we doing some traditional shit? Say what now? Your husband died. He not we're not doing that. Well, I'm not gonna do that. He don't want I'm a club. Do he just wants you propped up a little bit so with his hand out so people can shake his hand. He you dead. Shake your hand for what? The whole the whole premise behind a handshake can't be done because you're dead. No, I'm but not he doing want, that. He want them to experience his handshake one last time. Who wanna shake a dead man's hand? That's creepy. It's weird. No, I'm not gonna set that up. Is <laughs> I nope. Again, there is a list of things I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not. So don't even request that of me. You better get somebody else to handle your funeral if you want some bullshit done. Cause I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No. Look, y'all. I was going to continue talking about the don't say gay bill in the Amazon from last week, but I really don't want to talk about Amazon, but I'm going to talk about the pettiness that came along with the don't say gay bill. First off, the, the don't say gay bill is a Republican tactic to create a problem that don't exist, then get the people to adhere to the problem as if it's a real problem and to pass legislation. But the reason that they passed the legislation is because it's smoke and mirrors for something else that they want to do. And the objective for a lot of these bills is to just start attacking you know, homosexuality. They're using trans rights to do that. Um, but uh, some parents came through with pettiness because of this bill, like pure, deep pettiness. All right. So uh, the don't say gay bill means that we can't teach kids from 12th in Florida. You can't teach kids from 12th to third grade anything about anything sexuality related, relationship related, any of that stuff under the premise that nobody no kid should be learning about this stuff this early these florida parents who were uh, anti uh, uh, against the bill sent a letter that says dear florida parent slash caretaker the florida house of uh wait a minute oh the florida house of representative representatives has recently ruled that classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students to be in accordance with this policy i will no longer be referring to your student with gendered pronouns all students will be referred to as they or them i will no longer use a gendered title such as mr or miss or make any references to my husband or wife in the classroom from now on i'll be using non-gendered title mx furthermore i will be removing all books and instruction which refer to a person having a mother father husband or wife as these are gender identities that also may allude to sexual orientation needless to say all books who refer to a character as he or she will also be removed from the classroom. If you have any concerns about this policy, please feel free to contact your local congressman. 
It's one of the pettiest things that I've seen come out of this. Like they were like, "All right, well, we're gonna take all the sexual orientation stuff away, including the stuff that we know that y'all uh, think is appropriate." Mm-hmm. You know, because you know these kind of bills be tripping. They're just smoking mirrors for Republicans to do big stuff later, hoping that the Supreme Court, when they start seeing stuff, changes. But yeah. Um, this was just a funny, a funny post of men sharing the craziest things they've done while dating. Okay. Um, so this person said, went to her job to beat up a coworker that was bothering her and her boyfriend was too pussy to do, to do it. Got a friend of mine to give that same boyfriend a job working night so I could be with her. Damn. It's, this is the what did their worst thing? The what thing that they did? Craziest thing they've done while dating. Oh, that shit fucked up. This person said, I bought her a car with cash and never rode in at one time. Damn. I mean, it ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> Do you not got it? Apparently <laughs> not. He put a crying emoji, uh, a crying uh, gift, so no. I mean, no, he if he not. bought her a damn thousand dollar Toyota Camry and he had the money that was expendable, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. A lot of niggas will call you a simp just because thinking that you buying something for a woman that you get nothing out of is a simp. But I guess that depends on whether she gave you that slop top Gawk Gawk 3000. Hey, listen, I, I'm going to tell you something I hate. I hate the, uh, I hate sex as a transaction. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the idea that some women think that the way that you're going to get paid back for something you did for them is sex. Well, it's I mean it's been cultivated by men. Like if you think if you think your sex is worth dinner, I would rather you pay for dinner and not fuck me at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like that's me, <laughs> me personally. Like I would <laughs> rather not get sex and get my food paid for. And just have a good conversation. Like, I prefer that. I know that ain't a lot of nigga bag. <laughs> I know a lot of dudes is like, no, no. If I'm paying for dinner, I prefer to hit the skins. But no, I'd rather you pay for dinner and I watch a movie with you. Cuddle. I don't need, we don't have to do any penetration. <laughs> <laughs> this dude said, I pretended, I pretended I had a job because she didn't like hood niggas. She would come spend the night, and in the morning, I acted like I was getting ready for work. I used to park a couple of blocks over and walk back through the cut. By the time she figured it out, she was in too deep, shaking my head. Sir. What? <laughs> so hood he, niggas don't work? Uh, hood niggas Her perception have, of hood, uh, the terminology here is wrong. The terminology is improper. Like, he could have said she don't like jobless niggas. Like, what? Why is his only measure for, like, not being hood is that he got a job? Well, I'm assuming that he hood, if he, he probably, because if he has an apartment or a place that she's coming to stay, he making money some kind of way. He not making legal money. So I'm assuming he be, he is saying hood niggas don't have traditional legal jobs. Not that they don't have jobs. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. And I don't like she, it. she didn't like, she don't date. Uh, street pharmacist. I don't date roughnecks. 
So he lied. That's well, a lot of trouble to go to. Relationship. Getting up, <laughs> getting up in the morning and driving your car down the street and walking back just so. Sh- Oh my god. Fucking consensual relationship, brother. But you know what a man would say about you know what a man would say about this? Women begin in a relationship with other under false pretension because they got hey, fake hair, fake nail, makeup. That's what they be saying. <laughs> I didn't know what I would get. Shut the fuck up. This okay, dude said, I drove from Columbus, Ohio to Gary, Indiana in 1990 to meet a girl I was pen pals with in the Marines. I was 20 with no idea how far it was. It was a five-hour drive. I was using a paper map. Kids don't even know. You remember when you had to print them shits out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they try to follow that shit. Uh, I finally get there, and it wasn't the girl who was writing me. It was her 400-pound sister. That was an early catfish. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you had an early catfish experience. Uh, probably still hit the skins. Uh, if he was bothered by the weight, maybe not. That's a marine. He mentioned the weight. So that marine hit the skins. Marines are crazy. That's what I'm saying. They got they get dependent. Whether it's war or or vagina. This girl told me to pick her up from her house. I was confused because she lived with her boyfriend, but I said, fuck it, maybe he's not home. When I pulled up, they both came out the house. She kissed him goodbye and hopped in the backseat of my car like she was getting in an Uber. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How devious. The treachery. (laughs) That one hurt. Shit. That's why you gotta you gotta screen the people in your life, man. Y'all need to screen for trustworthiness. Don't trust. Don't screen for loyalty. She can be loyal, like she or he can be loyal to you when they with you, and not loyal when they not. Like no, oh, that's bad business. But you know, I could my partner. My partner just need to tell me, hey, look, I I want to go and engage with other people, and I'd be like, okay. But if you lie to me, the shit over. That shit over. It's over. And like, you know, look, y'all, I'm liberal in this, as it pertains to my relationships. So, you know, no surprises here. I'm not. I am not. Of course not. You're a killer, <laughs> motherfucker. And we don't need that. Well, you know, it's only it only matters if you get caught. It's you on that Ruben shit. What Ruben shit? Ruben had a song. He was like, I don't want the truth. No, no, no. I don't want to have to forgive you for anything that you might have done wrong. It was like, I rather have the truth than I have rather have the beautiful truth than the ugly lie. What? It was basically like, look, whatever you're doing, don't let me find out about it, boo boo. But okay. You would have, rather have the beautiful lie than the ugly truth. You said the you said oh, the yeah, I said it. And I was like, that My don't bad. make sense. <laughs> the beauty, yeah, you're right. I said it wrong. Um, no, you can tell me you just gotta die. <laughs> so well, otherwise, they can't get caught. They just don't have to do it. Yes. Yep. But be clear. You don't get caught. <laughs> I ain't visiting you in jail. I'm not going to jail. 
Are you going to commit suicide if you get caught? I'm not going to get caught. You're that confident, huh? You really think you're going to get away with murder? People who gotten away with murder. I sound like I'm retired. If you don't get away with murder, then. and then you get caught, I'm not coming to visit you. I might not even write you letters. You better well, hope that they got... messed up. <laughs> Why? What the fuck I got to take time off of my schedule for some dumb shit you did? It's a letter. <laughs> what that mean to me? It's something I wouldn't have to do if you obeyed the law. You something you wouldn't have had to do if he had did what he did. <laughs> no, you did what you did to go to jail. Like, he did what he I did, did and he died. I did not in direct response. He did what he did and he's no longer here. Like, well, if it make you feel better, I won't write him no fucking letters either. <laughs> to jail or hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had to be something major for me to like kill somebody. I wouldn't kill somebody over infidelity. Fuck you. My, I would murder over that. What would you do? Would you? Would you? What if it's your husband? Would you clear out your bank account and send him on broke? Yep. Or would you like take his car, slash the tires? I would do a lot of pet now because I might end up having to pay. Like people who be just. Dis- Destroying property? Who? Why would you do that? I'm not gonna do that. I may end up having to pay for that. I'm gonna do a lot of petty shit that I'm gonna be able to get away with that you ain't gonna be able to do nothing about. I've never been a destroying of a property kind of girl. I'm gonna fuck you up in other ways. Mm-hmm. That's too direct. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah. Was that the list? That was all. Okay. Let's see what else went went on in the in the community. Um, the OnlyFans model that stabbed her boyfriend up, her black boyfriend up. Oh, uh, the white girl that they've been showing all over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just it's unfortunate. Um, they're making the black white thing, and the black dude was you know clearly like racist and misogynist, so he was talking shit about black women. So you know, black women are like. Hey, that's between him and God, goddamn. That ain't got nothing to do with us, you feel me? That's how that, that's how black women are responding. Which I get it, you know, but like, I, I don't like it though. And I don't just mean with black women, but like, I don't know. A part of me feel like if, as far as protecting blackness, we should be all in, you know, to a degree. Like, if I saw... So you remember that episode of uh, uh, spoiler alert if y'all ain't seen Atlanta? Uh, you know the episode of uh, Atlanta, the first episode, not the episode, but the the episode where they went to the rich party and the racist mob went after that lady. What season was it? I don't know. The new season, episode three. When the where rich Darius got into Dar- that Asian lady said. Some regular stuff to Darius and the white man called it racist. Maybe I only watched the first two episodes then. Oh Lord. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. I was thinking like I asked myself this question. If 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 Candace Owens, who I don't agree with at all, was getting accosted by some white guys, would I stop them from doing that? Or would I not because she's Candace Owens? I wouldn't. A part of me feel like I should still. Why? Because blackness, man. 
Like, what if I, but it's like if I see a black woman in a corner, like getting accosted, and I run over there and try to stop him, and it's Candace Owens, I should be like, oh shit, never mind, and walk away. Like, I don't feel like that should be the case. There are things that every group that I'm in could do that I'm gonna be like, fuck you, and not not support them in, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There are things that women can do that would make me be like, fuck you, because you're making things, you making us look bad. You're making things already that are already difficult more hard. There are things that black people can do as a black person that I'm gonna be like, fuck you. Candace only go it falls under them under this category of people that I would just be like, okay, but these the, these are the people that you love, so you don't need my help with that. Yeah. These are the misunderstood people that you always talking about, Candace. So you got it. <laughs> you don't need my black ass help. No, I don't not. know. So, These are developing thoughts. I'm I'm trying to figure out where my line of protect black women and then protecting blackness ultimately goes. And, you know, men uh, men are scared of men too. It ain't just women that's scared of men. Men scared of, niggas scared of niggas too. But ah, uh, but that's all I got. Alrighty. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Um, until we kind of next conversation. We out. Hello.